You're listening to Language Casters Summer Podcast. Hi everybody, my name is Damien and welcome to the fifth football podcast in our summer series. Now I'm in a place called Naratiwat, which is in the deep south of Thailand. And though I didn't think it was possible, people here are even more obsessed about football and particularly Euro 2008 in the capital, Bangkok. Damon. Yes, we're in the middle of the quarterfinals of the European 2008 Championships. I'm in Tokyo, which is overcast, hot and humid, and I'm sure rain is on its way. Rain in Tokyo? Ha, unlucky Damon. Loose guys and lots of sunshine here in Thailand. Now, on today's show, we have a review of the football week in the good, the bad and the ugly. And after that, we take a look at the Euro 2008 quarterfinals. Then Damon has another English for football expression. And we finish off with another round of predictions. Right then, let's start with the good. Well, for me, of course, it's good for Germany and Turkey, who go through in two very contrasting games. Germany-Portugal was open and pulsating with lots of goals, while Croatia and Turkey was a much more cagey match, but finishing with unbelievable drama with two goals in the last two minutes of extra time, sending the game to penalties. Croatia were broken, I think, before they even started. Um, good for Turkey, good for Germany. Damien, how about you? Now, I thought it was good for the German coach, Jogi Löw. For despite being suspended and unable to communicate with his players during the quarter-final, the fact that he got his tactics spot on meant that he was hardly missed. A five-man midfield nullified the threat of Portugal's wide players and at the same time allowed Michael Ballack to link wonderfully with closer up front. A very good tactical performance from the German coach. Damon, what about bad? Well, on the whole, there's nothing really bad, but I do think the draw for the European tournament uh, has been pretty bad. Instead of winners from the quarterfinals playing teams from the other half of the draw, effectively the starting eight teams have a mini-tournament before the final. It would have been much better, or more interesting anyway, to see Germany taking on the winners of Holland-Russia, for example. And you, Damien? Now, if Löw was good, then Portuguese coach Scolari was bad. In addition to the poor timing of the announcement of his move to Chelsea, he was simply unable to counter the German threat through any tactical changes during the match. Not only were Portugal dumped from the tournament, but Big Phil also saw three of his future Chelsea backline failing to prevent three German goals being scored. A bad day for Scolari indeed. How about ugly? Well, my ugly is all the constant news and gossip surrounding Ronaldo and his potential move to Real Madrid. I think Manchester United should just cash in and get rid of him. How about you? Well, after Turkey's dramatic win last night over Croatia, there were clashes between Bosnian Muslims and Croats last night, leaving dozens in hospital. Pretty ugly indeed. Now, we've already mentioned how the Germans and the Turks made it to one of the semi-finals at Euro 2008, but which countries are going to make the other one? Damon caught up with some football fans to ask them what they thought might happen. <laughs> Okay, so we've got the last two games of the quarterfinals coming up. 
Um, of course, we got Holland against Russia, and then uh, Spain against Italy. And I'm sitting here with two ardent football fans, and I'm going to ask them what they think about those games. First of all, any good games that uh, those teams have been involved in? What would you say were their best moments? Well, I mean, they've, they've been involved in a lot of good games, especially mm-hmm. Holland, of course. They've, they've done very well. Their second team still but two past Romania, who really wanted to try and get through. Um, and their first game against France... 4-0, four, four right? 4-1. Four, four four one. And I thought, yeah, but then it turns out French were a very bad side. But then they still they did it again against Italy. Well, well, it's the same the same margin, right? So yeah. they they beat both of them quite easily. And you know, many people think now that the Dutch may have peaked too early, mm-hmm. and that they thought you know that they may lose against there the team they're not supposed to. Russia, right? Who have just come good, right? But I think any team that beats you know to the two ex um, world uh, uh, the World Cup finalists is is going to beat. Yeah, and I also Russia. think the Russians um, they they'll go out and attack. And yeah. uh, Holland have been all about counter-attack, yeah. so I think there'll, there'll be lots of chances for them to score. And the other game is Spain against Italy. Italy. Mm-hmm. Spain, Italy. Well, that's another one about peaking too soon. I watched Actually, yesterday I watched Spain, uh, the second Spanish team again, play against um, Greece, and they looked very ordinary in the first half. Second half was good. That's because I think uh, Greece made an effort, you know, the final, uh, mm-hmm. the final game, even though they were out. Um, I always have this feeling that Spain, when, when they're up against, uh, up against it, you know, when, when, when um, the nerves show a lot, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's hard to say. I have a feeling that Italy will um, play very Italian style and just well, and Spain will cave in, is what I think. Well, the thing is with Spain, it's always the same way. It's the unity problem. I mean, there's the Catalan yeah. players and then there's the Spanish players. And um, and so when they do come face a team which are who are unified, which Italy could be by now, who knows, um, then they do come a cropper. But Italy this time, they're going to be missing their two midfielders, uh, Gattuso and... Perlo. Perlo, who's been their best player, I think. By far their best yeah. player. So, I th- this, Spain usually do, but Spanish teams, not just at this level, but club level, usually do badly against Italian teams. But I think this would be the year they change that. Maybe. Okay. I'd, ho- I'd like to hope so, because the Spanish play great football, of course. Yeah? It's great to watch, yeah. and, you know. So, I'm hearing you, you guys are thinking it's going to be Holland and Spain going through. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be Holland and Italy. Okay. I'd like it to be Spain. There's one, one more thing. Peak too early. If you remember, um, Tony, is it Luca Tony? Luca Tony. You know, in the, in the game against France, he missed at least 17 easy chances. Mm. I think he's going to come good and I think he might actually score a couple against Spain. But they will be all off long passes because they've got no one to actually yeah, they're to go through the middle. Avoid the midfield. And they're which, just going to whack it. I mean, Spain do play on the ground more than yeah. in the air and that might, they might be undone by that. Okay, guys, thank you very much. State ascoltando languagecaster.com. Yeah, thanks to Tim, to Dave, and of course to Damon for that. Mouth-watering quarterfinals coming up over the next couple of days indeed. Now, next up, we've got Damon with today's English for Football. Yaggity yag, I don't talk back. Yaggity yag, yaggity yag. Today's English for Football phrase is never say die or have a never say die attitude. Now, to never say die means never give up. Always keep trying. Don't admit defeat. It's a very positive way of thinking, and it's used in sport and football, 
to describe a team or a player with a great fighting spirit. You can say a team has a never-say-die attitude. Attitude means a way of thinking. So to have a never-say-die attitude means your character or personality never gives up. In the Euro 2008 Championships, one team has stood out as having a never-say-die attitude. And that team is, of course, Turkey, with two remarkable come-from-behind victories against the Czech Republic, scoring three goals in the last 15 minutes, and against Croatia last night, with a last-gasp equaliser, sending the game to penalties. Never say die. Sie hören gerade languagecaster.com Thanks, Damon, for that. Now, next up, we have predictions, where you're going to have to show more than a never-say-die attitude if you want a challenge for the summer title. Yep, let's quickly review the results from the, the games played earlier on this week, uh, starting off with France versus Italy. Uh, Damon went for 1-1. I went for 2-1 to Italy. They won 2-0, so that's one point for me. Uh, Romanian-Holland, I went for another 2-1 victory for the Dutch. They won 2-0. That's another point for me. And Russia-Sweden, Damon went for a 1-1 draw. I went for a 2-0 Russian victory, which they got very, very convincingly. So three points for me. Now in South America, Damon picks up a point because he called it 1-1. Uh, Brazil versus Argentina, it was in fact 0-0. So well done to him. And then in the last game in Euro from last week, Portugal and Germany, Damon thought it would be 1-1 and Portugal to win on penalties. I went for a German victory. 3-2 it was, one point for me. So that gives me a grand total of six for the week and only one for Damon. So that leaves the scores going into this week's predictions at 19-7. Damon, you're going to have to do something special to get back into this one. Uh, I'm not very confident at all after losing consistently every week for the, the last uh, couple of weeks. Anyway, I'll give it my best shot and I'll never give up with my never-say-die spirit. Okay, Holland versus Russia. Uh, I'd like Russia to win. I called them as a dark horse, but I can't see it happening. 2-1 to Holland, I think. Uh, Spain, Italy. Mm, obviously, one of these uh, classic games. Uh, lots of history behind this. Spain traditionally don't do very well, um, but I think they're going to win and it will be 2-1 again. Now, in the World Cup qualifiers, Japan versus Bahrain, these two teams are top their group. Uh, there's nothing to play for here except for pride. And I think Japan will beat Bahrain at home at Saitama Stadium. And I think they're going to win this one 2-0. Um, South Korea against North Korea, a huge amount of pride involved here. They're both locked on 11 points in their group. And, and I think South Korea will win this one 1-0. And then a game to play for a World Cup uh, that means something, a World Cup qualifier in the Asian groups, Iran versus Kuwait. Uh, only a couple of points dividing Iran at the top and Kuwait at the bottom. So a win here uh, for Kuwait could really uh, put them in the, in the driving seat in the group. But I think, again, home advantage is going to tell. And Iran are going to win 1-0. Yeah, interesting indeed, Damon, your predictions. But uh, I don't think I've got anything to fear. Right, Holland and Russia, uh, you went for a 2-1 Dutch victory. Um, I think they will win, and I think they'll win it quite comfortably. I think if the Russians go one down, their heads will drop, and I think the Dutch are going to win this one 3-0. Now, Spain and Italy, as we've already mentioned on the show, the Spanish don't like playing the Italians, and I'm going to go for an Italian victory. Uh, this is going to be a 1-0 ugly victory for the Azzurri. Now, in Asia, in the World Cup qualifiers, Japan played Bahrain. I agree, I think the Japanese will win this one uh, because of home advantage. This will be a 1-0 victory for the Japanese. 
Now, another game in, in the region is South Korea against North Korea. And as you've mentioned, huge pride at stake. Um, I think this would be a 1-1 draw. And the last game for this week is Iran versus Kuwait, also in the Asian World Cup qualifying section. Um, I'm going to go for a 0-0 draw. OK, there are all my predictions for this week. Enjoy all the football this weekend. And we'll see you on uh, Tuesday next week when we're going to preview the European Championship semi-finals. Bye-bye. Yep, enjoy all the football, everybody. See you next time. Bye.